Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Hey there, Habit Thrivers. Welcome to episode number 39 of your Habit Thrive podcast. So we're going to do a little spring habit shake-up together. And in fact, if you're seated right now, I'd like you to shake it up a little bit. (laughs) Now, you could do this even seated. You could shake your arms out a little bit, shake your hands out a bit, shake your legs out. If you want to get up and you want to shake your whole body, go on ahead and just yeah i feel how good it feels just to start that process of moving and just starting to clear again that winter sludge so this is the theme through the spring so we are into the last episode for march and then we're going to be moving into april and even if you are transitioning into another season some kind of ritual that involves anything from breath work to to movement to journaling all of that just opens us up and gets us ready for in this case a new season moving into the spring before we head into this week's episode on our spring habit shakeup I wanted to share a reflection with you from actually last Sunday. So I had the opportunity to snowshoe into a backcountry lake with friends where we were able to stay in a small cabin and yurt and it was truly magnificent. Now as we were snowshoeing in freshly fallen snow clinging to the trees, the sun was shining through the trees, the sky was just an unbelievable blue and we were snowshoeing and chatting and stopping and taking pictures and we actually started to talk about my podcast as there were a couple of people that were with us and they're oh you do a podcast and and so I was explaining about my last podcast so this was last week's episode about visualizing your summer right now right here even though we are still in the spring and still in the month of March so kind of visualizing your spring summer forward and of course the first thing that comes to mind is oh my gosh but what about the present moment like here we are it this magnificent day in March and I'm talking about visualizing into the summer and there is this kind of let's say internal battle that kind of goes on in our brains when we start to when we start to think about it going well i it doesn't seem right to be visualizing forward when i have all of this beauty and awesomeness right here in the moment but here's the thing we can do both there is no question at all that we can do both and the biggest part of let's say I'm going to say why I meditate. I remember going back to the definition of mindfulness meditation, um, the connection to all of this brain work years ago, and it simply said to be more awake, to just be aware. 
And so we can be aware that our brain is visualizing in the present moment into the future, and we can be aware right in the present moment where we are. So as I was walking through the snow and drawing in all of the beauty, and again, there's a little bit of wind when we were on the lake and then the, the warmth when we got in amongst the trees. So just feeling the different sensations and, and you know, the, the crunching and the, and the physical movement of it all, hearing your breath, all of that right there in that moment. At the same time, we were talking about the fact that you can be out on a ski or a snowshoe or out on a walk and your brain can be somewhere else. And that's absolutely okay. And in fact, for some of you, you may do that. You may say, I just need to, to go out for a walk, or I, or I need to go out for a, for a ski. Um, and again, probably more Nordic cross-country skiing than, than whipping down a hill thinking about something else. But but that is again just being aware so as you are walking as you are skiing and snowshoeing you could be absolutely thinking about something you want to work through a little bit and your mind just kind of wanders to that but the key thing is just being aware if your mind is wandering and it's ruminating and it's just kind of stuck and it's just not feeling good, sometimes you can catch yourself in the moment and go, wait a minute here. I am in nature right now. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to look around and draw all of this in and then continue on. Now we can go back and forth, and very often we do actually, we go back and forth from being very mindful of the moment, and then our thoughts um, take off, sometimes into the past, sometimes into the future. And the key thing again, I'm suggesting, is just to notice when that happens. You can actually head out for a ski, a snowshoe, a walk, and set an intention for how you want to use this particular part of your day, that you want to work through something, that you want to let something go, that you want to make a decision about something, or I want to walk and just be present and just enjoy everything in that moment. And then you notice the difference. Now, as I was thinking about that, and we were talking about that, when I came home that night, Sunday night, and I'm laying in bed, I'm realizing that I'm savoring. So we of course had done the airdrop and shared pictures and so I had just been looking at those before I went to bed. So laying in bed, that feeling of savoring. Pictures are wonderful. When you're not seeing the pictures, you're still going over the memories in your in your head and these wonderful relaxation chemicals are moving through your body and it actually helps you to sleep. And again, it doesn't have to be something that happened just that weekend. I mean, it reminded me of um, a time that I had spent earlier in the winter in February with some amazing friends as well. And we were at the cottage and we were saunaing and snowmobiling and, and all of those memories started to come back of fun and friendship. And, and it's just like a, it just lulls you to sleep. So savoring is actually one of the recommended strategies for happiness, 
from the How of Happiness. I love, love, love this book. I mentioned it before. It is a specific strategy savoring to increase our happiness. Now at that very same time as I was lying in bed last week, I'm, I'm savoring, but I'm also starting to think forward to the future. I'm thinking, oh man, I've got to, to think about planning some you know, time on the, on the lake and outside with friends as we move into the summer. So then the visualization is happening forward. And then I was asleep. <laughs> but that can all happen. You can be in the present moment in part of your day. You can be savoring and then you can be visualizing forward. And the only difference with all of this is that you're aware. You can also again set an intention. Now when you describe it as I'm savoring right now or I'm visualizing, it enhances for me, it, it enhances the experience in my body. I feel it a little bit more. I know my brain knows that the experts say this is going to make me happier. So guess what? <laughs> it does. So that's how, again, this all comes together in terms of all of the things that we are playing with. And they are, they are also habits because this is how we might start our day and this is how we might end our day. So as we carry forward with that energy into this week, we're going to talk about shaking up our, our spring habits. So when you think about that, every time we, we transition into a new season, again, we have this opportunity. We're looking for different opportunities. The light is different. We are naturally changing some of our habits. So new things are popping up for us. So I'm just going to suggest that I'm going to pick up on this aspect of looking forward and visualizing that if you start first thing in the morning and you start to notice as you open your eyes, as you think about shaking up your spring habits, there are gonna be habits that you do 365 days of the year. One of them could be that when you wake up in the morning, you do a gratitude practice of what you're grateful for you think forward into the rest of the day or visualize into the summer so that's cultivating optimism and then you might do some yoga stretches or at least draw your toes in towards your head stretch out those calf muscles before you hit the floor so that might stay with you on most days and i'm going to suggest that that is one that stays with me 365 days of the year i'm just going to suggest you play with this right over the course of the next week over the course of the spring as you get up and move around you notice there are going to be some things in the morning that again, they're gonna be 365 days a year. You are gonna brush your teeth most days. Now, what might be different is something like a neti pot or a sinus rinse. So that, that might be more a habit in the spring. It might be when you're feeling a little stuffy or a little bit sinusy. So that, that stays with you or comes into your spring as a habit or you might let it go for the summer and then it might come back to you in the fall so as you move through then you're let's say in the kitchen and you're having your coffee and you might even notice that hmm actually in the fall and the winter i tend to have you know maybe two cups of coffee or maybe three 
But into the spring and summer when there's more light and I have a little bit more energy, I'm going to suggest what I do for myself is I move towards a green tea. Now I still have my I still have my one cup of coffee, that is for sure. But I start to play with having a lighter second cup and that is a peppermint tea or a green tea. It's a little bit more, feels just a bit more cleansing, it's a little bit lighter and I start to play with that. I let go of my golden tea, which is a, I find a heavier uh, tea more for the fall and the winter, sometimes with a little bit of coconut milk and there's turmeric in there, which again, turmeric is wonderful all uh, for the entire year again, but the golden tea in itself, again, is a little heavier. I tend to let go of that for the spring and summer and move more towards the lighter teas. Now the other thing to think about in terms of your habits, why are you doing them and are they still working for you? So something like lemon water, this is what it, it comes to mind for me, is that there is something that was called at one point the Dr. Oz syndrome, which was trying everything that Dr. Oz said through his magazine or his television show to the point that you just had no time to do anything else in the day and it was just overwhelming. And that makes sense because sometimes we do, we'll read a magazine and it will make a recommendation for something and then we'll, we'll try it, we'll see it somewhere else. But the key thing is that you are the expert and making that connection between what you're doing, regardless of what the experts say, if it's not working for you, for example, with lemon water, you might've tried it because you heard about it and then it was like it's supposed to get my digestion going. I've even mentioned it in my podcast, my episodes as well. But if it creates a awful feeling in your stomach, if it feels very acidy, if your dentist says to you like cut the lemon water, then let that lemon water go or do a little bit less or as some one of my clients had mentioned a while back, my dentist said to drink it with a straw. So it's all very personal and it's in discussion with, again, the rest of your health team, so to speak. The other example is actually apple cider vinegar. And it was recommended to me in terms of digestion again, great way to start the day, not for me. So I went right down to about a quarter teaspoon because I was like, I'm gonna give this a good college try, no. Now, it could be because there's something going on in my gut, my microbiome, right? So it could for sure not be the apple cider vinegar, and I'm, I'm very aware of that. But I'm also kind of at that research stage and kind of interested, and everybody has a different gut makeup and different things going on in their body, so not every recommendation of a daily habit should be taken by everybody. And in fact, it can be expensive, it can be time-consuming and when we're not making the relationship between why we actually put the habit in place and whether it's making a difference in our day in our life to reach the goals that we want so for example with lemon water or apple cider vinegar to help my digestion then I let it go a little bit and in fact even letting go of a habit for a little bit to see if you miss it is actually really helpful as well so if you are, and I'm not beating up on lemon water, I like lemon water <laughs> actually, but not apple cider vinegar. But if you let it go for a little bit and then you notice, okay, what does that mean for the first meal that I have? Or what does that mean? How does my stomach feel? Actually, it feels a little bit better. Or I notice that. 
right? There are some things that you can notice, but I'm also gonna mention that there are some that we don't know whether or not they make a difference. Something like vitamin D. I used to say when I go on holidays, I don't take my vitamin D. In the spring, summer, I don't take my vitamin D because I'm getting enough sun. But then I'm reading, well, we're not actually getting enough sun. We need more vitamin D. But then you're thinking, well, how do I know? So unless I go and get my vitamin D levels checked, I don't know. So it's not something I'll say, oh, gosh, I feel so tired today. I must not have taken my vitamin D. But for other things, for other things that you're doing, you might make that connection. But there are ones that are a little bit tougher. So again, even with that, if I wanna say, I wanna know if these vitamins are making a difference, well then I can. I can go and get some levels checked. If that's the way I wanna spend my time and sometimes my money, because some of these tests, right, they are not, they are not part of a particular medical plan. So you do a cost-benefit analysis and move forward. But again, it's awareness. What habits are we doing? Why are we doing them? This are the same reasons still there for why we're doing them. And that actually brings me into something like exercising into the spring and summer. This could be changing for you. For sure, hopefully by April we're not still skiing and we might be though actually but definitely into may right we're changing we might be moving from our treadmill inside to moving outside we might be changing the time of day some of you had that had let go of your evening walk you might be adding your evening walk back in so and even with your walking and your exercising your your strength training your yoga stretches why did you start doing them very often we know we hear all the time right i'm going to talk about the benefits of it but it might be very specific to you from a health perspective. You might have started doing your yoga stretches because you went to a physiotherapist or a chiropractor because of back pain. Now, perhaps, you don't have back pain. And so this actually is a scenario that happens with me sometimes with um, some of my clients is that I'll say, are you still doing your, your back exercises? Well, actually, I'm not uh, because I don't have back pain anymore. But I have clients who say they're doing the same back exercises that they got 20 years ago from whether it's me or whether it was a, a massage therapist, chiropractor, physiotherapist, and they don't have back pain because they keep doing this. And so the original reason might change. It might have been for back pain, but now it's for maintenance. Same thing applies for, let's say, bone density and, and muscle strength. It might have been to build your bones, but we're not gonna get to the point that we say, oh, okay, my bones are good, my muscles are good. Because if you're over the age of 35, guess what? It's an uphill battle. <laughs> now, not, not in a negative way, but it's just being very, very vigilant is that we have to keep up with the, the muscle strengthening for our muscles and for our bones or the muscles atrophy and the bones stop building. And so the original reason may not be there or is there and it's stronger. And when you keep making the connection back to why are you walking? Why are you strength training? And everything from, again, our mental health, it makes us feel good. We are connecting. We might be walking with um, a friend or a group. 
but keep connecting back to the original reason that you are doing that particular habit. It will help you to stay with that habit and if there needs to be a little bit of change in there somewhere, you can absolutely do that as well. So again, just coming back to your original reason for your habit and routine in this particular season and noting if they're still working for you. So your original around your exercise could have been, it might've even been weight loss. It might've been dealing with an injury. It might've been to be getting your uh, bone density to a certain level. And sometimes we do know, we do have the results of tests and we do have levels that we're checking but sometimes we're also just trusting we're thinking I know that this particular vitamin something like vitamin D which crosses over into bone density and and immunity and we're we're trusting and we're just going with the the recommendations and um, being happy with that so there are let's say again some things we are trusting some things we can test some things we do an assessment with every single season so the other thing actually that i was just thinking about this kind of popped into my head around our habits whether or not they are exercise habits or nutrition habits or buying habits or hygiene habits is the uh, the buying habit that we had actually come up around the pandemic. So for some of you moving into the spring and summer, you might be doing what I'm doing right now. And I was just chatting with a client about this, the idea of checking into the expiry dates of some of the flowers <laughs> that we have in our pantry. And throughout the pandemic, we were buying more flour. Definitely in our house and home, I'm not sure if you were, but we went into that scenario where there um, there was no flour in the grocery store. And so when it did come onto the shelves, we were buying more of it, similar to, of course, to toilet paper and to even canned goods. The pandemic made us bulk buy and made us buy from a place of fear, no question at all. And, and we were all feeling that. But here we are now into, after three years, I'm looking at my pantry going, I need to deal with some of this flour. I need to check expiry dates and figure out how I'm gonna put these together now and use them and just take it easy on the flour buying from, from this point on, especially as I'm moving into the spring and summer. Uh, I don't bake as much, my husband doesn't bake as much, but it's interesting. We were talking about the fact that that scenario actually brought on that buying habit. And when the reason is no longer there, such as the pandemic, we pause and we think, okay, I am just going to, yeah, get this sorted out now. So that goes across the board with all of our habits and routines. Now, even from that perspective, even as I'm saying that, I'm kind of thinking you're gonna see the advertisements on television now that are saying, we do need a certain amount of water and canned goods and, and safety things. So there, we do have a little change in our, let's say our approach now. And we will have some things in our pantry that are there just in case. But for me, again, personally, I think I can back down on the flower buying a little bit. Uh, that We are all good there. And 
the same thing though when you think forward because we're talking about seasonally when we think forward to the fall there will be perhaps it depends now the thing with flour is that it does go rancid you are taking that into consideration as you're clearing your pantry and thinking oh i'm going to use this uh, that's okay i'm going to use this in the fall winter may or may not be a good idea so that's all part of the assessment as you move through not just your your health and your other habits in your life but also through your uh your pantry and your cupboards and it's just interesting to think about it's it makes you pause for a moment and it makes you declutter as well and plan forward too for the spring and the summer so one thing i'm actually going to leave you with as well this is why i love doing these episodes and this podcast is that it often makes me kind of laugh at myself so as i was thinking about spring cleaning my spring habits shaking them up a little bit it also made me just think about some of my habits in general so not that are specific to you know to nutrition or to hygiene or to even the spring but a couple of the habits that I have that I have been working on. One of them being that I keep cupboards and drawers open. So I'll go into the kitchen, I'll go into the bedroom, and I will just leave doors open. It's just been a habit of mine for, now I'm working on it, but I actually did not know that I had this habit until, of course, our lovely family members, my husband pointed it out, that I leave the cupboard doors open and I leave drawers open. And in fact, I leave the tops of some containers loose, sauces in in the fridge, and in fact, sunscreen top. I have been guilty of not tightening up because guess what? We're going to need it again. We're going to open that sauce again. I'm going to use that sunscreen again and I'm going to go into that cupboard or drawer again. So I guess my perspective was why close it or why close it tight? And it wasn't until my husband had actually gone into my mom's house. So my mom listens to this podcast, so she's going to laugh, but my husband doesn't. And all the cupboards were open and all the drawers were open. And he's like, oh, I get it. Now it makes sense. And so yes, honest to goodness, it is passed on. It is what my grandmother did. It is what my mom (laughs) has done. And then it is what I do. But I'm stopping the cycle here. I'm stopping it right here. And I've actually noticed because it is a habit that I want to stop doing. Never mind from banging my head on the cupboard door that that's open and spilling sunscreen into a suitcase. Never mind that. It's just a habit that I had no idea that I was doing until somebody else pointed it out. Now that's a little bit of a a risky place to be when you are pointing out habits of your spouse or your friends, right? It has to be a safe place and not, let's say, too sensitive. And you really have to laugh. Like it was funny and it still is funny when we catch ourselves. If my mom comes in, you know, to my kitchen or I'm going into into hers and everything is open. Uh, it's it's a habit that we're both working on and it's just awareness and so it has changed so we do have the power to change some of the habits that are not serving us but not unless we're aware of them 
Okay, so I'm gonna leave you with that. You may have a couple of those as well that you can laugh at, but also know that you want to change. So to let go, actually, I do have one more little thing to think about as you move into this week, as you move through the spring, and that is letting go of, I call them some of the energy sucker habits that draw our energy. So when we're thinking that we want to perhaps exercise more and do more self-care and do more things in the, you know, around the house and the garden in the spring and the summer, we do like to have energy we do need energy and some of the habits that we have that are in our mind that are um, patterns of of thoughts that draw our energy like worrying like procrastination like often or always putting others needs in front of our own this draws our energy And when we are in a place that we are wanting to clear some space, let some things go, I'm going to suggest that you let those energy suckers go. Or at the very least in the process, be aware of them. Be aware that in that moment of worrying and worrying about what other people perhaps are thinking about going over things in our mind over and over again that are just we can feel it. It literally in the moment is draining our energy. As we let those go, they make space for these other habits and routines that we want to put in place, not just for the spring and summer, but for our life in general. So I'm, and even with those, even with those, I want you to have fun. Like just talk to yourself. We've we've actually talked about that in previous episodes. Just catch yourself in the moment. And just say, yeah, no, not going there. Changing the subject, moving on. Okay, and you might even snap your fingers, clap your hands, or we are shaking up our spring habits here. So shake your arms out, shake your body out, and just let that go and move on with the rest of your day. So I'm going to leave that with you, shaking up your spring habits have fun with it, laugh at yourself, laugh with others, have an awesome week, and I'll talk to you again next week on April 1st, actually. Bye for now. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years. Or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.